Hey, how are you? How are you? This is Scott Bryant Comstock with the Optimistic Advocate, and this is the Daily Drop for December 3rd. So good to be with you. Just going to spend a you know, few minutes with you talking about some of the adventures, and boy, are they ever adventures, of my Kundalini experience of a year ago. And, and the focus for today, and this I'm just going to give you a little heads up, this is going to relate to your homework assignment, is thinking about who is responsible for those big changes in your life. Is it you or is it me? In this case, is it you or is it someone else significant in your life that's responsible for the changes that happen in your life? It's an interesting question, isn't it? So let's let's frame this in the context of my awakening experience. And I, and I want to share um, a specific example, as I will always do with you. Everything I share with you is to the core, to the heart, the truth, as weird <laughs> as weird as it may sound. And boy, sometimes it's kind of lulu lulu. Some sometimes it's kind of out there. But you know what? It is what it is. And I made the commitment, and uh, this is my commitment to you. I'll always tell you like it is, even if I don't really understand it. Because hey, that's what life's all about, right? Here's the scenario. As you know, if you've been listening to season two, which is focused on the Kundalini Chronicles of uh, Scott Bryant Comstock, uh, if you've been listening, you know that, that my my awakening experience uh, began on a massage table uh, with a therapist, a massage therapist, who did both you know traditional Swedish massage, but also craniosacral therapy. And, and I want to say one thing, because I've heard from a couple of you already, and, and I want to clarify something. When I talk about my kundalini awakening, it's not like it happened in a flash, right? I mean, I guess that would have been cool, but it was a progressive thing. It, it, it took a while, and it really corresponded to um, the shift in my pelvis, the shift in my spine. I mean, you know, this was a was an ongoing process, um, uh, which, you know, over the course of the next month or so will reveal itself. But yeah, I just, just wanted you to be aware. So when I get the question, Hey, I want to have one of those. Can I have one? <laughs> well, I have this slightest idea if you can have one, but for me, and I can only speak for me, I, I, I you know, yeah, this is way above my pay grade, but for me, it was not a singular experience. It was a series of freaking amazing experiences that built upon each other uh, to to the point when the whole cork blew off, <laughs> the volcano erupted, and that's when I got help to figure out what in the heck is going on. But anyway, that's for another that's for another episode. We just do these in bite sized chunks. So today. It's about assigning responsibility for the big changes in your life. Is it you or is it someone else who deserves the credit, who's doing the work? Complicated, right? Well, let's get into it. All right, so here's the setup. I had a bad back, right? I go to the massage therapist and I start having these weird experiences because she's more and more, it was interesting. We really moved relatively quickly from 
the the traditional massage to focusing more on the craniosacral therapy because it was just having more of an impact. I was having tremendous um, body releases and 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 uh, uh, you know then I started having visions and you know, all of that. And this is one of those experiences. But boy, this was. Oh man, this was straight out of an exorcist movie or something like that. But here, here goes. All right. So I'm on the table. She's doing her cranial sacral therapy. I think she was doing a little bit of massage therapy as well, just loosening up my joints or whatever. I've got my eyes closed. Now here's the thing. So I feel her massaging my chest, right? And and this is gonna sound so weird. But she put her hands inside my chest. I could feel her hands going inside my chest. And basically, you know, think of the uh, your torso, your upper body, right? She was massaging all of the internal organs in my body, you know, stomach, liver, heart. And, and <laughs> don't, don't click off just yet. Hang in there. Come on. You can do it. Hang in, there. hang in. I'm still here. So, you know, it's all going to be good. You know, the, it all works out. You know, trust me, it all, <laughs> it all works out. So don't click off yet. Anyway, her hands are inside. Now I have my eyes closed, right? But, but I'm just telling you, her hands are inside my chest and, and they reach down and start massaging all of the organs, you know, in, in my upper torso. It's like she's massaging them in a way that, that is bringing tremendous healing, right? But obviously this is, this is pretty weird, right? But it felt weird, but it didn't feel weird. It kind of felt like, yeah, this is what's supposed to be happening. I didn't freak out until later. But at the moment, I've just got her basically opening my chest, putting her hands and then her arms, and then basically climbing into my body. But it wasn't, uh, how, do I, how do I explain this? It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, she hitched up her britches and put one leg in and then the what no, it wasn't like that. The hands were in and they're massaging the organs. And then there was just this wave of like her life force that went into my body. Now her hands were still there, you know, um, working, but it's like her life force went in through her hands and just filled up the entire cavity of my body with this incredibly intense light. And as I said before, it was warm, but it was not warm. What was interesting about this time, it was this, it was like this viscous, you know, kind of um, uh, thickened uh, water type substance. And it just kind of, I don't know what, I don't know what the example would be. I'm, I'm searching for an example of something that, but you, you get the idea, you know, something that's been had a thickening agent put in it. Right. And, uh, and it just kind of oozed 
throughout my body and was just sort of filling everything up and it was freaking intense right and it was amazing right and then i traveled and i hope this makes sense this is <laughs> whoo oh boy we're all we're only six days into this thing jeez we got a ways to go too but anyway i just i traveled how do i say this from outside my awareness outside my body sort of hitched a ride on her hands that went inside my body and then in this energy force and suddenly not suddenly but basically i'm standing on the floor of this cavern that i know is my pelvis i mean that's where i'm at i'm down there but it's huge it's giant right it's just you know if you've ever been in an underground cave that opens up into the huge cavern you know the wonder of that that's that's what it that's what it was like and at the floor on the floor of the cavern this viscous liquid was was pouring all around and and then she her essence um visually i don't it didn't look like my massage therapist it almost didn't look like anything but it was her if that makes any sense and it was standing away from me and above me kind of like on a on a ledge and there was this big opening and it was just completely covered with this viscous orange pulsing vibrating light fluid i don't know but it was like a membrane type thing and she is beckoning me to come and join her you know we're going to go through this thing and so how do I describe this to you? So, so in, so I'm aware of her massaging my chest on the outside, right? I'm aware of her hands being inside my chest on the inside. I'm aware of her life force. Cause I didn't know what else to call it. Uh, flowing through my body, uh, down to, um, you know, my, pelvic area which seems to be where all the action was taking place always all the action well it changes later on but that's we'll we'll get to that in a different episode but at this point this is where my spine is slowly turning where my i could just feel things shaking up and loosening yeah i can feel things loosening up anyway she wants me to or this life force wants me to join them to go through this thing and i don't just like I just not ready and and um crying and just I mean yeah geez I mean I know I cry at telephone commercials right or you know give me a Hallmark movie and I'll be bawling my eyes out but this was different this was like just Katie bar the door you know just flood of tears and I'm standing on this cavern and her life force is is there and I open my eyes. So all this is going on at that one level, but then at my conscious level, I guess, I open my eyes and I look at her. And she is not standing right over me, massaging my chest. I can feel her doing that. Her hands are not 
inside my chest. In fact, she's three feet away. And she's standing like, you know those pictures of, of Jesus where he has his, his, has his arms kind of outstretched and his palms up? That's the way she's standing. And, and she's just standing there, right? In, in, in a very deep meditation, I guess. She's not even close to me. This whole time, even before her hands went into my chest, I, with my eyes closed, felt her giving me a massage, right? Her hands physically massaging me. And then when she does her cranial sacral, that's without touch. But she has a com- she does a combination of things. But she had, she's three feet away. Now, here's the even more wacky part. She looks dead. When I say she looks dead, the the it's it's like the life force had drained out of her. Okay, her eyes were completely black. There, there was just it was just darkness, right? Her skin was gray. And but the, but it is I, I know now <laughs> we're getting into the realm of some you know freaky scary movie. It's not that at all. It wasn't scary. It wasn't scary because I knew what had happened. So all right, get ready for this. Take a drink of water. Steal you. So come on, it's just you and me. So you know I'm just I'm just, <laughs> I'm just being real with you here. And I and I'm laughing because I'm nervous about this about what I'm going to say because it just seems so outlandish, but. It wasn't scary because her life force, I knew where it was. It was inside of me. She had transported from her body into mine. I was there for a while, huh? So that happens. And I, but then I just go right back in and she's in there. And in a weird way, it was comforting. It's like, okay, yeah, this all, this all makes perfect sense. It didn't make sense after, but at the time, it's like, yeah, this all makes sense. So I, while she is massaging my internal organs and her life force is, you know, flooding my pelvis, this cavern with this orange viscous light substance, it just, the, the tears just flowed and it was you know, talk about a cathartic release. It was just the most amazing thing and visions of things in my past and my present. Just, you know, I mean, Jesus Lord, a psychiatrist delight here. Goodness gracious. But that's all happening, you know, just boom, 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 boom. And, uh, but I didn't go through the, viscous orange pulsating membrane. She wanted me to. Outstretched hands wanting me to. I didn't. I don't know if I got scared. I'm I'm not sure. You know, I I know what happens later on, which we'll do in another episode. But for this episode and for to talk about this time, I didn't. And so I came back up and it was kind of like I came back into my body and the freakiest thing happened. I opened my eyes. Now, I should say, before I say open my eyes, I am like completely spent when I say the tears were flowing. You know, it, it, it's like, 
I had zero energy. You know, it was, it was, it was like I'd run a marathon. I mean, it was so intense and I'm probably not doing that part justice, but my body, um, would uh, tremor all over uncontrollably. My legs were flopping up in the air. I looked like a, <laughs> I look like a fish that's been thrown onto the dock, right? I mean, I'm just flopping, flopping all around, kind of violently, but not violently, you know, not that way, but just really, really flopping around. It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest experience where your body will jump, twitch, f- leap off the table, and, and it's like you have no control over it. I guess it, I, I've never had a, a seizure but uh, I'm guessing it's something like that, except it wasn't scary. None of that was scary when that was happening. But anyway, I come back into my, I open my eyes and I will never forget this. I watched as her life force filled up her body. So yeah, I know, I know, I know. Hank, just hang in there. (laughs) So, you know, how when you see those, those uh, uh, I don't know if they're cartoons, but where the thermometer fills up, you know, all the way up to the top. Well, that's kind of what it was like. I saw that color because remember the color in her face was gray. Her eyes were black and it just, everything just kind of, whoosh, you know, went up to the top and she was back to being herself. Now that happened in like a nanosecond, Right but it seemed like a year, but I know it was, I mean, it, it was, it, it was imperceptible, you know, it, it, as I'm talking to you now, it probably happened in what a uh, hundredth of a second. But I, at the time, it was like I was watching it in slow motion and it was incredible. And so when I came back, collected myself uh, she gave me some water and we both agreed, okay, that was pretty wild. Um, she didn't know what I had experienced yet internally, but I said, when you were massaging my chest, your hands went into my chest. She said, Scott, I never touched you. I never touched you once. She said, in fact, I've been standing over here the whole time holding space for you. Thought, what? <laughs> Didn't make any sense at all. I'm telling you, she had been massaging me. She had touched me. Then she put her hands in my chest and then she climbed into my body with her spirit. Da, 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 da. I, pr- <laughs> I promise you, that's what she did. <laughs> oh, God, she's so great. You know, it was about this time that she said, I think this is getting above my pay grade. I think I need to introduce you to someone who's more experienced with, with doing this stuff. We'll talk about Tom later. But uh, anyway, it raises the question for me, and this is the question for, my, <laughs> for you today. When something amazing happens in your life like this was pretty wild and I'm still processing it, but who's responsible for it? Who's responsible for those big cosmic, changes in your life because this is a cosmic change in my life my validation for myself of how the spirit works of of the ability to transport from one body to another you know that's huge 
That's huge. Maybe you think I've been smoking the herb or something. I haven't. I promise you there are no, <laughs> no chemical substances involved other than coffee. There's no chemical substances involved in any of this. But at any rate, this was a significant, significant change in my life when this happened. But who's responsible? Who's ultimately responsible for that change? From my perspective, at this point in my journey, I was saying that the only way this could have happened, that I could have had this realization, that I could have had this you know, breakthrough in my understanding of the cosmos, is because of my massage therapist. My massage therapist saying, hey, cowboy, I'm just standing over here, making sure you don't hurt yourself. Fall off the table. I'm like, what? So that's my homework assignment for you today. I just want you to think about that. If you've had a major epiphany event in your life where you, you know, things suddenly became clear, who's responsible for that? You or someone else? You know, maybe your shrink, maybe your therapist, maybe your partner or whatever. But the reason I want you to play with that as a homework assignment is that it's a very interesting thing to think about in terms of what we give ourselves credit for being able to do and what we abdicate credit to. And that's been one of my challenges my whole life is not that hesitancy to take credit for figuring something out. You know, it's too boastful, it's too this, too that. If I achieve this level of success, it's obviously because of this other person, right? And, and that's a dynamic that plays with all of us. And I think it's, I'm not going to give you an answer. Uh, I'm just going to raise questions. As I always will do. I'm never going to give you an answer. Never. Our relationship is such that I'm going to share what's happened with me. I'm going to give you something to think about. Just to think about and you'll come to your own conclusions. But I think it's a real important concept. You know, for this big change that's happened in my life, who deserves the credit? Is it you or is it me? And then, of course, the follow-up question, if it's me, hey, what does that mean? What does that say about my abilities? And if I continue to say it's you, what does that mean? Am I cutting myself short on this? Yeah, it's a wild thing to think about, isn't it? Anyway, that's the homework for today. And, and you know the drill. If something comes to you, um, make an audio file. Send it to info at theoptimisticadvocate.com, and uh, we'll share it on the podcast. But I really want you to think about that. It's a fascinating question. Uh, is it you or is it me? Who gets the credit? So with that, before we uh, say goodbye for another day, Got a poem for you, and you'll never guess what it's called. Yep. Is it you or is it me? All right, here we go. Pulsing, breathing, long, slow, rhythmic breaths. Time stands still, not is, not was, not will be, just still. You, hands outstretched, vibrating, losing focus, morphing, changing, reaching, 
welcoming. I watch in wonder as the color drains from your face. Your skin turns gray. Your eyes turn black. Your pupils disappear into a void. Liquid gold courses from your fingertips into my sternum. I watch the path from you to me. I watch your physical being slowly drain of life as your hands reach into my chest, go down to the great chasm in my pelvis. I watch, but I don't see. It's like a movie, but I'm, I'm neither happy or sad or concerned. Your body, while still standing, is now lifeless. You have completely left your physical form, and have traveled into my body. Your entire essence is now my entire essence. We have merged. We are one. But are we? Am I now you? Are you now me? As I watch your lifeless body stand three feet away from me, with arms out and palms open, like so many pictures of Jesus of Nazareth that I've seen in my life. I think nothing of the remarkable nature of what is happening. And later I will be scared, but at this moment it all seems normal. Your spirit, your life force, has traveled from your body into mine. We are merged, yet we are separate. You are part of me, but you are also clearly a guide. In the cavern of my pelvis, you beckon me to join you as you have done before. What is that place you want me to go? That bright light viscous membrane that you want me to pass through. Waves of sadness, guilt, remorse, rock me to my core with each step I take towards your outstretched hands. Our hands do not touch. I step no closer. I am not ready. Why do you beckon me when you know I am not ready. But we're merged. We can step through. We can leave the cavern and step into whatever this beautiful, intense light is. I look at the me I see standing in the cavern of my pelvis. I look at the bubbling orange, viscous light of energy from your physical being it coursed through my body down to the gateway of the universe. I look at your essence standing at the edge of the gateway to the universe that is me, that lives and breathes deep within my pelvic core. I open my eyes, tears streaming down my face, and in a split second, I see the life come back into your face 
your eyes. You are once again whole. I ask you how you transported into my body. You claim to have done nothing more than hold space for me. Then who was that who beckoned me to join them and pass through the gateway to the universe? I saw your life force leave your body and travel into mine. I know this to be true. And who was it who was guiding me? Is it you? Or is it me? Oh, all right, folks. Is it you or is it me? Oh, man. Let's just leave you with that to chew on. Hey, listen. All right. It, you got your homework. Enjoy it. And let, let's remember what the homework is. Just want you to think about a time when you had a significant development in your life. And who got the credit? Was it you or was it someone else? And if it was someone else, well, all right, that's cool. But think about the possibility that it might have been you. And oh, that's some good stuff. All right. Well, that is enough to chew on for today. Hey, listen, this is Scott Bryant, Comstock host of The Optimistic Advocate. I hope you're enjoying the Kundalini Chronicles. And if this is your first time visiting, you might want to go back season two, episode one. Let's, that's where it begins. That'll give you some context for all this wildness I'm talking about. I hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Happy to share whatever we've got.